Okay, we are in Sefer Ezra, Perek Gimel, by Yiga HaChodesh Hashri. And just to set the stage, yesterday we saw the return of the Jews of Babel. Not all of them, and in answer to your question, David, the um, consensus seems to be 20% return. 80% stayed where they were. And we will discuss that later on. In any case, they've arrived. We've said that Yerushalayim is too um, desolate to settle now. Based on Mikdash, where it stood is rubble. So they went to Yerushalayim and then went to their cities. We concluded, uh, They resettled the cities of Judea. Now, Pasuk so the seventh month came. The seventh month is Tishrei. We know that Tishrei contains Rosh Hashanah. It contains Yom Kippur. It contains Sukkot. And so the seventh month came. Vayiga, you say Vayagia. Why do we say Vayiga? It touched. Somehow the people were touched intuitively. Uh, being in the cities, by Eosu, they gather like one man at Yerushalayim to Jerusalem. Remember, it's been 52 years since the temple was destroyed. This is the first Alias Haregel. It's done with, as we say, an intuitive achtos. And so, by Yokom Yoshua ben Yosadok, the Echov HaKohanim, and Yoshua ben Yosadok. Uh, and his brother Kohanim, and Zerubel ben Shaltiel, the Echav, Zerubel ben Shaltiel is the political head, Vayivnu es Mizbeach, Elokei Yisrael, and they construct the Mizbeach, the altar, so that they can, love Olos, to bring Olos. Olos here, as we're going to see, where they start with the carbon Tamid, the Boker, and the Bein uh, Bayim, the evening one. As Moses command them. So let's stop here for a sec. Yoshia ben Yotzadok, as we know, is the son of Yotzadok, the last Kohen Gadol in the Bias Rishon. And so it's only appropriate that by uh, the devolvement of inheritance, he is the next Kohen Gadol. And Zerubbabel, again, impeccable genealogy in that he is a direct descendant of Malchus David. <coughs> so you've got the two prerequisites, but what we may mm-hmm. not be aware of is that Yoshua ben Yosadak, Yosadak the Kohen Gadol, was a brother of Ezra, Ezra of uh, the Navi. Um, and so that would make Yosadak the nephew of Ezra. And so the question arises, Ezra was one of the most brilliant men that ever lived. Why didn't they make him the Kohen Gadol? And the answer given is one, he, as we saw yesterday, elected to stay back with his Rebbe, uh, who was too ill to go. And so he, it's another 23 years before Ezra comes up. And so he wasn't Kohen Gadol. 
the Medrash also tells us that the, uh, there's a Medrash where the Satan comes and complains, why isn't Ezra the Kohen? Why did it pass to this lesser qualified individual? And the point is that they make that the Kaddish Baruch Hu is very important that there be a Shalshelis, a chain from father to son, and so that there's no problem with him. Yes, he's not a greater scholar than Ezra, but he was there. He's the son of the previous Kohen Gadol. Moreover, there is a um, sense or a uh, medrash that seems to say Ezra ultimately does become Kohen Gadol. It's a minority position, but that minority is the Rambam. The Rambam shows in his Moranavuchim, um, when he gives the progress, the chain of passing the Masora, that when we mention the Para Aduma, Ezra is shown as sacrificing at least seven of the first ten mentioned, and um, you can't sacrifice the, uh, the uh, Paraduma unless you're the Kohen Gadol. So according to the Ramam, at some point later on, Ezra does become Kohen Gadol, but that's for later study. So meanwhile, you've got Yeshua ben Yosadak, you've got Zerubbabel, perfect leadership in place. Now, Vayachinu HaMizbeach HaMechonasav, and they prepare the Mizbeach on its foundations. Remember, the temple is not even started. The foundation of the temple, they haven't shoveled a pile of, of, of rubble. Kiba Ema Alehem Me'ame HaRatzos, because they are very frightened of their neighbors. And we'll see tomorrow, for very good reason. You've got the Kutim and Shomronim, who weren't real friends, as we're going to see. And so they're worried about them. And so they assume that if they start right away, that it gives the imprimatur that this is what Koresh ordered, and they are sort of protected. Or if they all come in great numbers, it will deter any um, bad actions toward them by these Kutim, Shomronim, and perhaps other enemies. Because they fear them. As we've said, it's the carbon tumid of the Boker and the Bain Harbayim. Now, this becomes very important. Um, the first step we said is to build the Mizbeach. Let me give you a, a Gemara, let me read it to you. Shlosha Nevi'im Allah Imahem. Three Nevi'im went up. We know we didn't have Nevi'im at this point after Treoso, Minagolo went up in exile. And they are Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi, the last three Nevi'im of Treoso. But they're not going to provide Nevu'ah. They have different specific functions. Echad Sheheid Lahem Al Hamizbeach. One is there to give testimony on the Mizbeach, specifically its dimensions. You're going to see they increase it slightly. And can you? They need a psak, as it were. Are you allowed to increase it? And the answer, obviously, is yes, because they do it. The Echad, and this is the important one, Sheheid lahem al-makom ha where was 
the Mizbeach. Where does tradition show the Mizbeach? We'll come back to that. And the third one, the Echot Shehid Lahem Shemir Korban Afal Pishain Bias, that you could sacrifice Korbanos even though there wasn't a base Hamikdash. So let's take that. The dimensions are critical. Um, Rambam says, Meduyak Biyoseir. It is so exquisitely specific where that Mizbeach has to be. The reasons are obvious. That's where um, the Mizbeach, of course, was in Shlomo's day. That is where David dedicates in the basement of Aravna that that place is going to be the place of Mizbeach. That's where tradition says Akedas Yitzchak was. That's where Yaakov did his carbon. That's where Adam Harishon did his carbon. That's where Noah did the carbon when he came out of the uh, ark. So it's a place not only rich in tradition, but it has got to be exact. So now you come to the third one. Can you bring a carbon if there's no bias? And that is not an idle academic question because it is debated throughout the centuries. And there was a movement that raises a very valid question, a movement of Gedolim. Mostly they were in the German medieval 1600s, 1500s, that said, if you can in fact bring a carbon, if we know, and this applies today, if we know the exact place where that Mizbeach stood, and you can in fact bring carbonos without the bias, can we not bring carbonos today? Let's say you know where it was exact to the inch. Can you now bring a carbon? Can you bring the carbon Pesach, for example? So they knew exactly 52 years later where the Mizbeach was? Right, they were because of the testimony of these Nevi'im. Okay. These Nevi'im were there, they were able to give testimony. And so that's where they did it. And it is, again, it's a fascinating question because we hold that the Mizbeah had a Kedusha La'olam. Its Kedusha lasted despite the destruction, the place where it was. And so we, we see that there have been movements. Why not? Why not, if we know the exact place and dimensions, bring the carbon? So uh, we've got that. They now bring the Yavachrechein Olas Tamid Lachadoshim Lachomo Adei Hashem. And from there, they gravitate. Carbon Mosh Chodesh. Then from then the Chomoadei Hashem, the Moadim, Hamikudashim, Ulechol Misnadev Nedavol Hashem, and then the process morphs into anyone who wants to give a Nedava. So they are back giving the Karbanos, having established the precise location of the altar. Um, as we've said, it repeats it. From the first day of Tishrei, they begin to bring the Korban Toda, the Hechal Hashem Lo Yisad, and stresses it that the Hechal, the rest of the Beis Hamikdash, there was no foundation yet. And now they're going to remedy that. They give money to the Chotzmim and the Chrushim. The Chotzmim are the um, stone quarriers. The Chrushim is the ewers of wood. Umacha, Mishta, they pay 
with not only money, they pay with food and drink, Hashem and oil, Latsidonim Ulatsorim, the people of Sidon, the people of Tyre. These were the exact same people that were the craftsmen on the first base, Hamikdash Shlomo. They pay them the same way, a combination of money and goods. So that they bring cedar trees, Minhalavon, and remember it was the greatest most beautiful form uh, uh, and valuable form of tree. They bring it from Levonon, Yom Yafo, to the Sea of Yafo, Krishin Koresh, according to the Rishus, giving Koresh, Melech Paras Alehem. So they bring those craftsmen back and they pay them. Now, Ubashana Hashen is in the second year. It's not really the second year. You're referring to Chodesh Nisan, which starts in New Year, and then we do the calendar that way. It's really seven months after they come, El Basel of Kimli Yushalayim, Bachodesh Hasheni in the second month. Now it's Eor. Echelus Ubavel ben Shaltiel, the Yeshua ben Yosadok. Ushara Khairim Hakohanim Bahalviim Bahola Baim Hashviva Yushalayim Bayamidu Es Alviim Ibenesim Shanov Amala Lunatseah Amalechas Bas Hashem. They are ready now. And so in that second month, Zubavel takes the office of the head of the political arm of the the uh, people back in Yerushalayim. Yeshua ben Yotzadok now becomes officially the Kohen Gadol with the rest of his brethren, HaKohanim, Bahalavim, ready to take on their jobs. The Cholhaboim Mechashiva Yisrael, again the A list of the people of Israel that came back to Yerushalayim. And they set up the Levim who are 20 years and above. Lenatseach can mean many can guard, which was one of their functions. But most probably, Lenatseach means the singing. Because as we say in the Tehillim, Lenatseach Ledavid. And so, one thing that has to strike your attention, the Levim are 20 years old. We learn that they start training in the Torah at 25 and do not even assume Levitic duties until they're 30. Why 20? And the reason given makes sense because in the Midbar, they had different functions. They had to assemble the Ark and disassemble the, the Mishkan rather and the Ark. And they were in charge of the wagons moving. It was a very heavy duty job. They had time consuming. So they waited, they trained them at 25 and initiated them into their duties at 30. Here, all they had was to guard the Sha'arim and sing. And so you didn't need those years of expertise and and, um, learning. They were ready to take over at 20. So, and now Yeshua is ready to assume his duties and his brothers, Kadmiel, Ubonov, Bnei Yehuda, Ke'echad, Lenatseach. Lenatseach, here the Mephoshim say, is singing. Al-Osei HaMolacha, Bevesh Elohim. They are ready. Bnei Chendor, Beneim, Achareichim, Achayim HaLevim, and Chendor, a family of Levim. They are ready. 
and they install the foundation and so they put on their Kohanim clothes. But can it be their Kohanic vestments? A lot of Mepharshim, including the Rambam, says no. You can't wear the Kohan of the Avodah if the temple isn't complete, totally complete yet. Uh, just this is the foundation stone they're celebrating. So that it had to be what you call a big day kavod, maybe a special vestments designed for that day or that period. And they do it with um, trumpets. The tribe charged with the singing in the uh, temple. That's why we say Mizmar Bnei Asaf in Tehillim. And so they come, the Mitzaltam would be their uh, timpanis. La Halel is Hashem to bring glory to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Ayyadei David Melech Yisrael, using the Tehillim, the very prayers that David HaMelech instituted. Vayanu Vahalel Uvahodos Hashem, the nation enthusiastically responds with Halel, Kitov, Kiliolam Chasdo, blessing the Kaddish Baruch Hu for what he has done. Ay Yisrael for Israel, Vahola Om, Hariu Trua Gadola, the celebration is in large, they are giant chauffeur blowing. Thanking the Kaddish Baruch Hu on the foundation of the Beis HaMikdash being concluded. Now a problem. The Kohanim and the Levim and the Rosh Ha'olos. Remember, it's only 52 years since the temple was destroyed. A lot of them remember it. Um, they are crying in bitter tears. And in counterpoint to this are the younger people who celebrate in great joy. Why were they crying? It's obvious. Um, they remember the Beis HaMikdash. You're not fooling them. It was a poor man's Beis HaMikdash. It is nowhere near the grandeur. It is nowhere near the size. We know the Gemara tells us there are five things missing in the second temple that were in the first, including the Urim, the Tumim, the Aron, the Luchos, the Ruach Hashem. And so they sense right away, this is not your father's Beis HaMikdash. But the young people who have no experience to measuring it are joyful. So you have this point counterpoint of crying and celebration. You can't even separate them. The people listening do not know which is predominant, the crying or the joy. Because there is chauffeurs blowing in and you could hear it till the distance, and in the distance you could hear this, you want to call it a cacophony, but a point counterpoint of tears and joy. Tomorrow we are going to see the joy turn to tears. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, the enemies of Israel and the temple make a very effective appearance and argument against continuing with the building. 8.45 a.m., you will not want to miss it, Ad Khan.